0: The Weekly Dish Podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at CommonGroundMinnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at Common Ground
1: Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people. So let's talk about food together. Common Ground, Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that. And it's, it's, it's run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com and on that new website you guys, there are videos, there's you know, FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things and recipes. And farm dogs too, by the way. So there you go. For commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. One time.
0: weekly dish and we have one more a couple more questions actually that we'll take before we get to talk to we have amy on the line who's looking for i think a restaurant suggestion hi amy how you doing you're live on air hi hello
1: what can we help you with how we are going to the minnesota wild or minnesota united game tonight the soccer game and i was just wondering what would be a good restaurant near there i'm taking my kids oh the midway let me think about this um you know, I well, like there's, oh God, what was that one that was up on university that was a lot of fun that I can't think of? Hold on a second.
0: Um, there's tons of places along university to do like ethnic eating in terms of like going for Bon mi or going for pho or going for mm-hmm. like homies, homies, uh, Mexican is on Eat Street. Are you looking for like a sit down restaurant or more grab and go? Um, It could be either. I also think that there's a lot of food that's in the arena that's, um, they've done a really good job of trying to incorporate local foods into the arena. Sure. Um, Stephanie is furiously texting.
1: I can't. uh, Amy. So, I mean, I think that there's, uh, so like Fasica is what I was thinking. This is not for kids, though. I mean, that's the thing is like I was thinking that Fasica would be a really fun spot. But then you said kids. And so I don't know if that's an Ethiopian What about Malcolm
0: Yards before you get to the stadium? We just went to that opening last weekend and it was fantastic. It's a nine concept place that is more of like a food hall. And you could hit that on your way down University Mm -hmm. Avenue. Sure. That would be my suggestion okay okay thanks thanks, amy um do you have another one stuff
1: uh i was going to just say i mean if you wanted to do actually i was just looking up the uh if you were at surly you know like that's the same thing that surly and at malcolm yards and then you can jump on the light rail and just pop over that's a big thing also i mean if you want to think about if you're in dinky town area too if you're going to be in light rail there's a ton of fun stuff in that area to go to
0: um
1: you know, there's a lot of good things. Yeah.
0: Hi, Judy. Uh, you are our next caller. We'll take your call live on the air. Hi, Judy. What can we help you with today? Hi. Yeah. I have a grandson who's starting kindergarten next year and my daughter's trying to come up with some ideas for quick breakfasts. something other than egg yeah. and waffles every day. Yeah. Um, like okay. quick
1: breakfast that you're making at home. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just,
0: different ideas it's like it's kind of gotten to be the same old thing and just some new ideas just something that's pretty quick and just for a variety what kind of things does he like now just so i steer you in the right direction well anything sweet but yeah <laughs> it'd be good to get a little protein or something else too. um i used to make uh ellie would laugh but i i used to make her like wraps so I would put scrambled eggs in there and maybe a little spinach or maybe a little cheese or maybe a little sausage if I had it left over. But I'd make them and then I'd wrap them up in foil. And so then
1: some, them up in the oven? Like make them
0: ahead of time? I would make them in the morning or I would make them ahead of time and just zap them in the microwave for about 15 minutes, seconds. And that would give her something to eat on the way to school in the car. Okay. Also apples with peanut butters or nut butters, I think, are good quick breakfast. Um, frittata, like little muffins. So you make mm-hmm. like a little frittata, but instead of making it in a big dish, you make it in a muffin tin. And those you can just pop in the microwave, too, on your way.
1: I just would always like take an English muffin, throw a bunch of scrambled eggs and cheese, and then I'd wrap that up. And that's what he would like grab on the way out. But then we would sometimes put... You know, like I'd put pesto on there or sometimes I'd put like spicy harissa mayo kind of things just to kind of give it a little bit of different every day. But that was sort of the basic thing. We were laughing at that. Like I made breakfast for that kid all the time and now he doesn't eat breakfast.
0: Yeah, I made breakfast (laughs) for LA too. I never once, I always hated giving like, A lot of our friends gave their kids, like, here's a bar, a breakfast bar. Like, that's just too much sugar for them in the morning. Well, and I think she wants to stay away from the sugary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She's got wraps are a great way to go or pita pockets or anything you can quickly, uh, English muffin, something you can quickly.
1: Stuff in. Mm -hmm. Pita pockets are good, too. Yeah. And you just do like or like little breakfast burritos. We used to do those. too. Just wrap them up in a tortilla real quick.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you. Ellie yeah. still makes fun of me the time that I didn't have any eggs and I didn't have any turkey and I basically made a wrap with a mozzarella stick and spinach. Yeah, <laughs> she, was, she was like, got to school and was like, "Um, is this? this is the saddest wrap ever." Apparently, too, she used to trade. She had a friend who was Indian, and so she would trade oh, for- the breakfast stuff that I would make for the kids so she could get the doll and the lentils and the, and, and yeah, and yeah, the, the stuff got- that the Indian kid's mom made. Oh, God. So that and made that me laugh. Mo- And
1: that kid took your...
0: Oh, yeah. My sad mozzarella sad cheese Nazi stick with stick. spinach. Absolutely. Uh, we do have a couple more colors on the line, I think. Do you want us to take Kathy? Hi, Kathy. How are you doing? We'll take your call live before we get to top two in hour two. Okay, great. Um, I make, I had breakfast sandwiches for my son. I was sure. calling to comment about that woman. So it's very easy. You just scramble the eggs, bake them in a 9 by 13, and then you can cut them into the portions for the English muffins. Love it. And put Canadian bacon, and then my son wants more protein, so I put more bacon and cheese. And then wrap them up in a damp paper towel and put them in a, you know, like a Rubbermaid. And then you zap them for like a minute in the microwave and you're ready to go. I yeah, love it. I love the idea, idea of using like a biscuit cutter yeah. to press down yeah. on the egg so you can get the exact shape of the muffin. Because yeah. a lot of this food is about kids like the way that it's presented, right? And how it right. if it feels fun. Mm-hmm. So great yeah. idea, Kathy. Thanks for calling yeah. in. I appreciate it. Um, okay. Should we get? It's that time, Steph. Should we get to the top two Let's in hour it. two?
1: Giving the old 01, one, two, one two. And now the one, weekly one, dish one, two, presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two
0: in hour two. two. All right, give me two. Winning, winning, winning.
1: two. Hey, two things that we love, right?
0: Yes, and mine, first thing, is not a food thing, but I just, I wasn't here for the Sunni Lee Parade or I would have gone to it. Yeah. Can I just say how classy and amazing I think that Sunni Lee is? She is the gold medal winner for the Women's Gymnastics All Around and the bronze winner for the, I think she went on bars. Okay. Or balance beam, I can't remember, but... I just I loved I've been reading about her and I've been watching her and she's been just so self-deprecating, so humble, so such a great role model, I think, for girls and for kids. And I love the fact that she's going to college, that she is like, I just want to go to college and I just wanna have like the college experience and join my like college gymnastics team and
1: totally just love it.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to recognize <laughs> her out loud and say, Good job, Sunili.
1: Well done. Okay. Um, I'm going to give up my first one back to I think it was Anne who was looking around Allianz Field, and I'm going to recommend the Naughty Greek, which oh, I didn't think I about love was the a naughty wonderful. Greek. It's right on the line. It's super fun for kids because you can get French fries, but you can get euros, big salads, but I mean like lots of really good stuff there. Um, and I think that that's a really, and it's just so, it's a very fun and friendly vibe. And the next door is the brewery, dual citizen brewery. So like you could get your stuff and then go grab it and sit at the brewery and have a beer before you go to the game. And that's a really wonderful thing to do. And it's right off of university. It's like before you get to Snelling, obviously. Um, but it's kind of a wonderful place that I thought that that was a good one for kids that I thought we should talk about.
0: Yeah. Love. I love the naughty Greek. I love their bowls.
1: And I literally Jake and I went a little while ago and like and had, you know, the pork we always get the we just get the pork shawarma and then I just sit and I dip it in tzatziki sauce. I'm sorry shwarma. I'm not sorry. I just also, love made a whole thing of tzatziki sauce that I'm just going to eat later when I get home. So.
0: Yeah, I've kind of been eating a lot of that cuz I have all of a sudden a ton of cucumbers. So I right. just and been so you eating just cucumbers do it. and yogurt. Yogurt with lemon and garlic.
1: That's it. I love it. Okay. What's
0: your second one? Um, Can you do your second one while I'm looking up my second
1: one? Because I got to find the name of it. Okay. Well, I'm going to just do the wine selection at France 44 is going to be my second one. <laughs> like, just all of it? Just all of it. And it's because I walked in there and I was like, I was basically going to get this cheese that I already talked about with my corn. And I was just sitting there and I was like, you know what? I, I'm i sick of rosé. I have like three bottles of rosé that I just I don't feel like drinking right now. And so I really wanted to... Walk and I walked in, and I just have to say, like, I walked in, and there's like this little wall of you know, like picks and deals and everything else, and they were all so good looking to me, and they were all moderately priced in the right way, so that you're looking about. You know, I picked up a Vino Verde. I picked. I was going all white, and I did it. I picked up an Albarino. I picked up. Uh, uh, so far, I'm with you. A I Wunner know. Wirtliner? No, I didn't get any Gewurz. <laughs> no Gewurz, but no um, Pinot Gris. Uh, no, I think I got a, what was the other one I got? Well, I got a natural, like I got a Pet Nat wine, you know, that was a white one, but nonetheless, I mean, I picked up a $7 bottle, an $8 bottle, a $15 bottle, $20 bottle, like I just was so happy by that selection of just walking in that I could have just, I just basically threw them all into my bag and then left.
0: I do like that wine store.
1: Yeah. And I just, it's just a lot of times I'm, I'm feeling like lately I'm not caught up on my wines. I don't know what I want to drink. And I walk in and I just think I just need someone to help me. And like without having to have a person, they completely helped me right out of the gate. Yeah. And I just, I was very appreciative for it and I felt like it was a nice thing. So
0: I had the experience of taking my friend to that Cedar Lake Liquor store uh, in Golden Valley. Tom, I think, is the owner. Mm -hmm. And I had to get her the Emily. Oh, you did. It's right here. You just need to get this. Yeah.
1: Okay. We're coming into, yeah, fall, which means running out of the
0: MLA season. So, yeah. Uh, Okay. My niece, who lives in Seattle, came to visit us on the island and she brought us some cheese. It is the flagship cheese of Beecher's. Beecher's flagship? Yes. It's in Seattle? Yes. Yeah. It was a nutty, cheddar y, crumbly, delicious wedge of cheese. And I loved it so much. And then I was at Lunds and Byer and I saw it in the cheese case. And I grabbed it. It's so, a top
1: cheddar. Yeah. It's probably the only cheddar that Jake calls by name because when you go to Seattle, you can go down into the wharf and they have, they make the cheese there Yum. and you can walk into their things. And let me tell you this. If you go to Seattle, you need to get a grilled cheese sandwich from Beecher's.
0: Okay. Beecher's it, flagship cheese. Yeah.
1: The flagship is the best. All right.
0: Love so it. that's our top two. We'll be right back. Are you thinking of buying a house this year, but have been deterred by this crazy market? This is Stephanie Hansen from The Weekly Dish, and not only did I buy a house with Carrie and Sue from Lake Seria Realty, but Ellie is too. Ellie's a first time homebuyer who was passively looking for a condo when she spotted a cute little bungalow in West St. Paul on Facebook. I told her to call Carrie and Sue with Lake Seria Realty, and Ellie was impressed with how easy Carrie made the process. She looked at the home twice in one day and had an offer in the hands of the seller by the end of that night. Carrie and Sue will work with you to help you find the perfect house. They know all the tricks of the trade so that you can choose the home without necessarily paying the highest price or overpaying. With mortgage rates being at historic lows, people are qualifying for higher-priced homes but with lower payments. Ellie's a first-time home buyer and the mortgage lender found a first-time buyer program that is able to keep her monthly payment about the same as a one-bedroom apartment, but instead she's building equity in her first home. If you're thinking about buying or selling, call Carrie and Sue at Lake Seria Realty to get started. That's Carrie and Sue at CarrieandSue.com from Lake Seria Realty. Tomatoes! We're talking about tomatoes. Okay.
1: We are off the game today, yeah, kids. We're just just so you know.
0: Okay. So just in case you're keeping score... I started my tomato plants, and I planted early girl, okay, so the earliest you can. Mm -hmm. I planted at home in March, and then I transplanted up in Ely, and last Wednesday, I got my first two red, kind of red, I had to bring them home halfway red, tomatoes. Got it. Two. But I have, like, a million. Yeah. And now I'm anxious because I'm not going to get back up there until after the fair, and then I'm going to have, like, hopefully, tomatoes to harvest, but... It is tomato season and it got me thinking about tomato tarts. Do you make tomato tarts or do you, do you make tomato pies?
1: I don't. I know I should. I really feel like I should. Um, but I don't. And it's mostly because I just am I'm a raw tomato girl. I I eat you guys, I eat, I'll eat all the tomatoes you give me. I just sit there and I eat. Them. I almost
0: brought you some today because I, I had a pile and you, they I are literally starting to rain. them.
1: I'm not going to untights and I'm buying them so that I can have something to just like sit and eat with salt. I do it all the time.
0: I don't eat raw tomatoes. Really? Oh my God, I
1: eat them all the time.
0: I make like a burrata salad or I'll make a mozzarella salad, but I usually only make one or two of those a season.
1: Sometimes I make I grill up. In fact, I did this last week. I grilled up steak for Jake and I cut it into slices. And what we had for dinner was sliced steak and sliced tomatoes. And I just hit it with salt and pepper, and we just sit and eat that. That's it. That sounds delicious. I know! Um,
0: I had my very first tomato pie from my friend Sue Jacob. And I remember when I had it, I was like, wow, what is this? Because it seems like not logical that you would put kind of juicy tomatoes in a pie. Yeah. You can either double crust a pie or single crust like a tart. Sure. But she just made it, and it was so good. It had like a Dijon mustard on the bottom of the crust, and then it had a little Gruyere cheese on top of that. Yeah. And then she sliced the tomatoes real thin, um, and baked it. And maybe there was a little more cheese. There's no there's, egg. There's, there's no. A lot of cheese, yeah. And then baked it, and then when it was out of the oven and it was cooled before she served it, she hit it with some fresh um, chiffonade basil. Sure. And I just remember thinking, "Oh God, is this good?" And then I had it. Another time, I ordered it in a restaurant, and it was a double pie, like an apple pie, but filled with tomatoes, filled with mayonnaise.
1: Yes, that's a big thing.
0: And cheese, and it was in the South that I had this, and I remembered, like, okay, this is a different treatment than I've ever had before. Yeah. Then when I made my first on my own, I, like David Liebowitz. he is a baker who is residing in Paris now, and he had this whole diatribe about you know how the French do it and they have it obviously with the Dijon mustard but they just do medallions of their goat cheese on the top
1: right Why so not? that's
0: pretty delicious that's too Delicious. and then I was researching because I've like I want to put a tomato pie in my own cookbook so I was like researching what could I do that would make it different or my own and someone had what looked delicious but it was a little gross too it was bacon It was cheddar cheese. It was mayonnaise. It was Gouillard. It was basil. It was just this.
1: It's a pie? A pie. Like a
0: double crusted, Hmm. full of tomato, but also full of like cheese and white stuff.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, oh, I don't know. Cheddar's not going to bake well. You know what I
0: mean? That's a little too much for me. So. I just did a, a little roundup of five different kinds of tomato pies. If you're sitting on all these tomatoes, looking at them on your counter. And I think I'm going to make a tomato pie. There's also like, so I have perfected, I took the class at Heather's Pies and I have perfected pie crust. Good. She helped me, but I got it down. Good. And I can use a double crust and I can sweeten it up if I want to make it for a sweet pie, or I can just leave it and make it savory for savory pie. Right. I use that same recipe for a tart crust. Okay. And I got that down. But then you can, like, change it or amend it or use different flours. So I also think a tomato pie with a little bit of cornmeal can be good because it just gives it that little bit of nutty, kind of corny. Yeah. Just a little bit. Not a ton, but a little bit. And I think it also can be used to use a little bit of cornmeal flour to absorb some of the juice of the tomato. And you have to salt the tomatoes, like... Yeah. You got to cut them the right way.
1: Do you, uh, is this like a main dish for you? Like, is this tomato pie is like your, is like your I've main? I've done it both ways. Or is it like
0: alongside a pork chop or is it like? I've done it both ways. I did a goat cheese tart. I have a friend that's son needs a bone marrow transplant and they're waiting. So I had them over for happy hour and we did a goat cheese tart. That was really nice. Just, you know, like to have with a glass of wine. When I'm doing tomato pie, if it's just me and curd, I'm using it as a main dish and then serving it with a little green salad. Mm-hmm. But if I've made it for company, I've usually served it with steak. With steak. Yeah, like something like almost like that as the starch.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to think like when would I, why would I, when would I eat like the slice of pie with what? Because that wouldn't, I green don't know. Green salad yeah, for dinner? I guess. It doesn't feel, I'm. I mean, I'd probably put bacon on it. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I need a little protein more than just, just like tomato pie eat. crust tomato. Yep. You know, the mayonnaise thing with tomatoes is so interesting to me because that's such a huge part in the South. And having like a piece of bread with mayonnaise on the tomato is very big. And yep. that was always that when someone, someone called it tomato butter and it was just mayonnaise on the tomato. And I was like, I mean, like, yeah, but I'm just still, you're like losing my tomato for that. I just want salt and pepper on it. I can kind of get weird
0: about BLTs for that reason. Yeah, I like a good BLT, but if it's got like so much mayo or it's got like a pesto mayo, kind of is
1: like, well... We lose the tomato. Yeah,
0: like I just, can't we just have the simple things here? Yeah, you can. You certainly can. Do you just do, a lot of people are doing tomato toasts.
1: Well, I mean, tomato toast. I, yeah, it's just toast, isn't it? With <laughs> tomatoes on it, like which is good. Yeah, no, I mean that's I eat my tomatoes on toast usually with cream cheese, like in the morning, it's like a bagel. It's a cream cheese and that's then that's a good a quick giant... breakfast for a kid if they like tomatoes. Yeah, well, anything on a bagel really. <laughs> All
0: right, when we come back, we're talking peaches. Peaches. Hello, weekly disher. Spring is sprung, and that means the best tasting wild caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because you see Sitka salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations, and knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even Have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my instant pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So, weekly dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type sitka, S-I-T-K-A com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a fun, crazy kind of day. Um, So peaches, right? It's peach season. Did you know? I mean, like, have you noticed that the peaches are out I did. Here? I bought a peach yesterday. Did you? And I have sad feelings about peaches. Oh, I lost. Oh, you do have sad feelings well, about Well, I love
0: peaches. And I remember, and I'll never forget it. I remember eating a peach in Italy on this island called uh, uh, something and thinking, oh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. And I've never had a peach like that and now like grocery store peaches are just oh, like meh
1: i was like why is even it even colorado so-
0: peaches are still like
1: meh really that's too
0: bad i know and so well, i'm kind of ruined on peaches okay
1: well if you can if you still have some sort of taste for peaches left um i was i was really interested about colorado peaches how do you pick it
0: they're, are they hard? Can you smell them when you stand in the grocery store? I
1: just get something that's not fully soft because I don't want it to be, I want it to, I'm, I'm almost never going to use it that day, you know, so I usually, unless I would, if it's, I like to have it a little harder so that I can use it later. Okay. Also, if I'm going to grill it, I want it to be a little bit more firm. Yes. Um. And so if it's a little bit squishy, then I might use it for other things. But I really like to, I mean, and I, you know. From having been in the peach business, Jake has been a peach connoisseur and sort of peaches at the state fair. The Colorado peaches;
0: those were delicious. Yeah, and they were grilled and they were just delicious. Yeah,
1: and they're and they're marvelous. And he, but because and that he, was
0: a goat cheese filling, wasn't it?
1: He, yeah, they just have an herbed goat cheese filling on top, like yeah. a little like a little blop on Let's top. Make those at home. Yeah, well, that's what we do. And so we're so he's like very much has his peach feelings, you know what I mean? So, but he eats a ton of them. I buy him and he got them. But I was really interested about colorado peaches because it doesn't seem it's funny that we think of georgia peaches when we think of colorado peaches georgia and, and colorado are so different as far as agriculturally sure you know it's crazy i did actually wanted to i kind of did a little deep dive into like where do colorado peaches come from and all that stuff and the history of it and it turns out actually um you know if you find a lot of people will tell you that it's the palisade peaches are the Colorado peaches that are and they were started by this man J.P. Harlow in 1882 but I dug a little deeper because I feel like I'm into that these days Um, and they were indigenous to the area and that there was the Navajo uh, grew up the Navajo used to have uh, flourishing peach orchards across the four corners: Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado. I was just gonna say because there's a place
0: called F- Fruta. Yeah. And there's a Fruta, Colorado, and a Fruta, Utah, and it stretches this river. And yeah. I've been to these orchards there that were started by the Native Americans.
1: Yeah, and it's like it sounds like that was. I mean, like when we think of peaches in America, we should be thinking of the desert peaches, right? Yes. And in 1863, of course, U.S. government them off their lands and you know they destroyed more than three thousand peach trees.
0: Well, and then the white settlers came and there's like a famous family in Fruta, Utah and Fruta Colorado, because they expanded on both sides of the river. Yeah. And took over those indigenous trees. Yeah. And, and that's, now there's the, a national the park there.
1: Yeah. I mean, and there's, that's the thing is like, so we look at this and then when people talk about how the first settlers did this, it's like, well, it's actually an indigenous thing that's been around <laughs> for a long time before that. And the Navajo, actually, there's a really interesting story about this woman, um, in Atlas Obscura. Uh, she's actually looking for some of these original trees. You know, the original indigenous trees, which had been cultivated for hundreds of years. Um, That's cool. She's trying to find some of the offshoots of them, Yeah. you know, and so it's really I'm kind of into the story about that. And I'm going to kind of keep researching and hopefully she'll have hopefully she's in the work of trying to regraft and replant some of these original indigenous peach trees.
0: Well, and. And that kind of brings me back to the original comment I made about where I had this peach, mm-hmm. because I think we've, in a lot of cases with the fruits and the vegetables, we've hybridized them so much to get right. these large sizes exactly. and these transportable things, and they become a... a shadowy figment of what it originally was totally totally and that's always how I feel about peaches I always have this sort of like what's
1: well, the same thing <sighs> of like the woman who asked about apples and I feel like you know what yeah fine go ahead and get your Brayburns and your galas and everything else and they're not like the the heritage and the heirloom stuff that's being grown is so different and so much more unique than what we're used to that it's there's so many interesting more things to go looking for how do you
0: feel about like frankenfruit like these pluots and the? I
1: don't I get what they're doing peach. and I don't what are mind they? it
0: i don't even know there's but i so want to get back versions. to peaches
1: because it's important to talk about peaches right now <laughs> but there was weren't we talking about peaches pluot, or... but i want to tell you about the fact that i wanted to talk about this the savory peach things because of the fact that like when i look for other ingredients when i looking when i'm looking for things i like bought a bunch of peaches and i'm like thinking about all of this indigenous meat and i feel like why do we always this is what i want to ask you why do we always go to the sugary sweet with it. Like, stone fruit tends to be pies. It's like, you know, cream cake, peach donuts, peach pound cake, peach ice cream, butterscotch peaches. I'm just looking on one recipe collection from one website. Why don't we go savory with it more often? I think I do.
0: I kind of do. Do you? Sa- I do salad, chutney, meat. Uh,
1: you meat. do it onto, like, salsas and things like that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I do. But I, th- I also, I mean... When was the last time you had a good peach pie?
1: I don't like peach pies. This is the thing is I get to the point where I'm like, that's not my, I mean, we all know I'm less sweet than savory, but I'm not saying, and I appreciate a peach is sweet. So I get it. Like you take its natural spaces and you, you build on that. And that tends to make you think of a sweet. I'm just saying that like, so for this I went to this Roke eatery in St. Paul, Mm R.O.K., and it's supposed to be this sort of Japanese fusion, not fusion, but Japanese and Scandinavian kind of aesthetic, and Jake and I were sitting on this little patio, and we ordered a Nordic flatbread, and then we ordered the tuna tataki. They both came, and it was really a revelation because the Nordic flatbread was like almost like a lefse, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was spread with goat cheese, and it had grilled peaches on top. And then the tuna tataki was pieces of seared tuna marinated, you know, with like soy and and uh, uh, not hoisin, but it was like it was like a, they had a like a sort of a sesame soy sauce on mm-hmm. it and it was with grilled peaches, too. And it was like so it was two sort of savory moments of the peach that I was like, this is I would this is way rather how I would enjoy a peach situation. Did than, you like them both? Yes, they both actually. And like having the seared tuna with the peach completely opened up my mind to that as a dish as we go forward. And I thought, and so the other night I made, I made, um, I made the, the goat cheese. I made, I took a big plate and I smeared like a goat cheese on the bottom, like a whipped goat cheese. And then I put prosciutto and peaches. I grilled a bunch of peaches. I put the prosciutto and peaches in there and then threw a bunch of basil on top.
0: I saw your picture of that. It looked really good. Did I
1: post that? I think so. I don't think I did. Maybe Maybe in
0: a story. Maybe. I must have saw it because I, as you're describing it, I'm like, oh, I think I saw that and it looks good.
1: And it was, I didn't think I'd post it. Maybe I flipped it last night. Who knows? But it was literally, um, it was literally something that like, that's where I need to get is my point is I need to start thinking of things differently like that. Like, how do we take these sweet things and turn them so that they're more tangy and have more depth than just, I'm going to put it in cream. I'm going to put it with bread. I'm going to put it with sweet dough. That kind of thing.
0: You're one of the things when you talk about things you make, you're an assemble. You do big assembly.
1: Mm, I think I am. Um, I put things together naturally without yeah, cooking. Assemble. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I bristle at assembly because that means like uh, that because the term assembly in like the recipe world means you're not actually cooking. No, I and believe so you're cooking. I'm I just like to layer things, I guess. And I like to layer them in their natural state without too much cooking. But I did grill the peaches. But yeah, I is I, I don't... less than combining, I guess. Is that what we're saying? Like, versus, yeah,
0: and cooking makes, like, I guess assembly has a negative connotation, and that's yeah. not what I mean. Okay. There's recipes where you are, like, cooking something into a different state. Yeah. Or you're assembling fresh ingredients in a way that has a new take on it. Well, like, And you assemble if you a think, lot.
1: Yeah, I mean... I think a summer, especially, of course, because I don't you, like cooking ingredients
0: don't need that much. <laughs> nope.
1: And then there's so much beautiful. Yeah, there's so many. But I think about like bolo. Would you say a bolo is assembly or would you say bolo is cooking? OK, because it's all but it's all going into a pot and just sitting there.
0: But you're changing the form of.
1: Yeah. OK. OK. But like with what
0: you do with arugula and salads a lot. Yeah. And
1: well, summer is definitely something that is like. You're not combined. And maybe it's because I don't really bake that often either. Like baking is the ultimate transformation in my mind. But um, but it is, you're right. I think in the summertime, especially, there's like, there's so many, like you apply the heat to a thing and then you add things to that.
0: You do eggs too, like where you fry an egg or you boil and an egg it and things. then you assemble it with other things. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to feel what would be the other form of that though. Like what else is there? I don't know. <laughs> but when I think of like congee, that's cooking. Yeah. I mean, you're breaking rice down, but see, this is where, isn't it all? Isn't it really yeah, anything? Yeah, maybe it is. Like, when I'm writing a recipe though, and I
0: guess, cause I'm, I'm thinking about it in like, okay, I've got this component, that component, and that component, and then it's to assemble. Do you know what I'm? So, yeah. like, when you're making a salad, you have these things, and then you, how do you assemble?
1: But like a soup, then, I mean, technically, a soup is just adding water to assembled things. Or broth to a seven things? Probably. Now we're going to break this down. Yeah. This is going to be hard because it literally, like chili, like chili is chili, but it's just a bunch of ingredients. I mean, all ingredients. But you still, yeah, I don't You're know. You're just heating them. Yeah. But I, I heated know. the peaches.
0: Do you do burrata with peaches? Because I'm seeing a lot of that.
1: Um, yeah. I, I tend to eat burrata. I mean, we eat burrata with zucchini mostly. That's mostly where we eat it. But I'm yeah. still eating zucchini. Oh, yeah. I haven't it's finished not. Yet. It's just starting. It's not just starting, but it's like... Definitely peak, I feel like, for zucchini. Yeah, no, I love that. And then, you know, yeah, but then now you've got me thinking about all of that. Like if I'm just doing just like if I put like cooking the chicken, but putting it with the zucchini and the burrata, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny. It doesn't make it a thing, but it's a dish. Right? That sounds like a good dish, though. Oh, that was all the things. So anyway, there's my peach things. I just was interested in savory. Obviously, I do think you do I'm... balsamic on your peaches? No, like, I don't do balsamic. I don't on eat balsamic
0: anything. vinegar ever because Kurt's allergic to it. But like, it feels so 1986, doesn't it?
1: I, you know what? I appreciate a balsamic on salad. I want it on a salad. I may want it. I may want it with like olive oil to dip in a piece of bread, like in that yep. way. But I don't want it to. F- I don't need it to flavor too many things and I don't use it that way. And, and so uh, the sharp. worst part is the glaze, which we all know I can't see it. Yeah. Because though it gets sometimes sticky it weird. makes a pretty recipe to have the glaze. That's the thing is like, and then it changes the flavor of it. So yeah. like it d- can't be pretty and the same flavor then. I don't know. <laughs> I have feelings. We know that. You know, we I'll got have a peaches lot of and bourbon. That's enough. Okay. Peaches and what? Peaches and bourbon are the best thing ever. If you're having a peach and you're having a peach dish, you should be sipping some bourbon with it because it's amazing.
0: Huh. Because I just bought a good Knob Creek that's a nine-year. Well, you want to water that down a little bit.
1: <laughs> You're going to want to put some ice in that one or like a little hit of water on that one. Really? Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, because oh, yeah. I'm making some cocktails this afternoon that I'm experimenting with. So, okay. All right. We'll uh, be peaches. Re- yeah, we're good.
1: We'll be back. This is Peaches by Justin Bieber.
0: <laughs> Which is real cute. And he gets his peaches down in Georgia. Georgia. There's
1: weed in California. 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 uh <laughs> huh. <That's funny. laughs>
0: That's all I know.
1: That's all I know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, okay, so I don't know if you watched Zoe Bakes or if you've seen it, but I have a whole episode with Zoe Bakes.
0: Which I did not realize. And then you told me a couple weeks ago, and I, like, fangirled over you. Yeah. And then Zoe posted it, and you're both wearing epic denim shirts. Double denim! <laughs> Double Denim. Um, Zoe Bakes sh- is on Discovery Plus on the Magnolia Network. Yes. And it, Zoe is a local gal who's been on the show and Has she's books awesome. Out.
1: Zoe Bakes is her book, and her, her Instagram. latest cookbook, cake book, um, all sorts of great stuff. They She did, she, she is- also
0: does Bread and Five. Bread she and had five. a live Bread and yep. Five with her and Jeff Hertzberg the yeah. other day. That was fun.
1: So they... Um, Yeah, so they called me and they were like, hey, do you want to come and do an episode? I was like, sure. And they're like, come down to Sweetland Orchard. I'm like, yeah, great. Not really realizing what. I mean, I thought maybe I'd be, like oftentimes when I get invited on shows or whatever, you know, like I'm on camera for a few minutes, like doing a taste or talking about, you know, like history or journalism or of the place and or that kind of stuff. Not really realizing that it was like going to be a show where Zoe and I hang out and we do all the things. And it was hysterical and fun. Um, but the thing is, I showed up at Sweetland Orchard because we shot on site first before we shot at her house. And we shot on site and it was like, she's wearing this denim jumpsuit, an entire denim jumpsuit. And I'm like, that Ethic. rocks. And I am just in a denim shirt and black pants. I was like, dang it. I totally did <laughs> not. We should have talked about this beforehand, you know. And But it was funny. We were just double denim and it was a, it was
0: just a scream. How many hours did it take of filming to make the... 30 minute episode.
1: I mean, there's, but you're so many. So so the answer to that is so many. And I mean, we were down there for a half day for sure, just walking through, you know, the orchards and talking to Gretchen and picking apples and reshooting scenes and everything else. But it's mostly just us walking and doing the natural things. But then there's a couple angles, um, you know, that they have to get. But that's, and then, and then she had other shots. Like she and her kid had gone to a different place, you know, like a, you know, a different farm. And, and uh, and then we shot back at her house, and we ate, you know, on the and she was then of course baking the whole time, and I wasn't there for any of that. And so it was interesting. It's just a lot goes into that. She was yeah. shooting that whole season for, and there's ten episodes. Yeah, a couple months, you know, and it's wow. a lot, and it was a lot of filming. So and and hats off to Intuitive Content. Quite honestly, you know Andrew Zimmern's uh, sort of arm, the production arm of his company. And Patrick Wyland is the guy who runs it. And they, uh, Patrick McBayhill was the um, director. And it was just, they were so professional and so good. And I think the production values of her show is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's got a lot of great sound and pop. And it's just, it's kind of thrown together quite seamlessly, I think, so. I loved it. It was fun. I like the Discovery Channel, like the Discovery Plus. Me too. I'm paying for it, and I'm happy. Me too. too. Yeah. Me too. I told you I was I obsessed. Know. You were totally enjoying.
0: I'm still into it. You
1: are still into it. I am. I
0: don't. I haven't watched a lot of TV this summer, but it's all like I watched the whole Erin French series. Oh yeah. And I read her book, so I'm I'm reserving all my f- for my fall watching okay. when I stop.
1: I know not watching Being outside I haven't
0: watched TV in months I tried to watch White Lotus oh I'm into the White Lotus Huge. I, I, I like I like it but I have to be doing something else because it's not that gripping
1: oh well, it's not so much gripping I guess yeah I'm not it's it's poppy
0: it is it's like a soap opera and so if I'm like working and it's on in the background it's perfect okay
1: yeah no I I'm kind of I don't know why I really like it but it's like it's sort of like you're kind of waiting to see I what happens I do love
0: Connie Britton Everyone loves
1: Connie And I love
0: the guy that plays the manager, too, that's falling off the wagon all the time. He is great. He's He's like a great British actor. chaos. It's amazing. Yes. And I like the neurotic two teenage girls that are just horrible, horrible humans. I know.
1: Well, actually, they're not as horrible as their parents either. You know what I mean? Or as the parents are, too. It's funny. It's a lot of it's a lot of layers. Yeah. White Lotus. A lot of layers. Um... Did you know? uh, You obviously know that Belcor Bakery is open in St. Paul. We should know that. I did. And
0: I was super fascinated by that because I love Belcore, and I love Diane's bakery goods and her team is great. But Cooks at Crocus Hill is kind of a small store. Yeah. So I was really curious about how they were going to do it. And they took the whole, like, where you would check out counter and Mm -hmm. made that the bakery and reconfigured the store. So yeah, I'm going to check that out actually this afternoon.
1: Oh good. Yeah, there's I think it's really, you know, they're not they didn't install like bakery ovens. Those are still over in the North Loop space. So they're cooking or they're baking there by day and then they're bringing it over to St. Paul. And it's um it's just lovely and I love the fact that you can get I'm a big uh salad ni swathing and I feel like I you can't find them anywhere Sertics. anymore. Oh, can Certix, you get a because at, at I
0: make them have them? Yes. Oh. I remember during the day or back in the day, I was like, why don't you have this? If anyone would have this as a grab and
1: go item, it should yeah. be you. You make it the best. Do it. Yeah, they do. OK, that's the thing that like I and actually Moms. someone I know asked me a question about, like, where do you get a good knee swan? I was like, I don't know anymore. You know,
0: I had a situation up north where the green beans went a week longer than they should have because I wasn't there. So Mm -hmm. I got these really long, Long like fat green beans. Yes. But I poached them and they were so good.
1: I bought some Roman beans, by the way, from Untights when I was there. And they're these heavy. They're kind of flat and long. Mm -hmm. And I decided not to cook them. I decided to eat them raw and dip them in tzatziki. And that's what I had is on my vegetable platter, <laughs>
0: which I keep dipping everything. See, I poach even if I'm putting a bean on a vegetable platter, I poach it first, just briefly.
1: Really? Yeah. For just a quick boil is just that Just a you're quick saying? boil,
0: and then I put it in ice like a water. Blanche? Yeah, blanch.
1: Blanche? Po- is that a poach or a blanch? I think a, it's a blanch. I think it's a blanche. I yeah. think a poach. Blanche. A blanch. <laughs> I think a poach is where you, like, cook it longer. Yeah.
0: No, I blanch my beans to put on a veggie platter, but I did make a veggie platter, and on the third day that I brought the veggie platter out, my sister was like, is that dressing even still good?
1: <laughs> I was oh, like, really? okay, I've clearly served Dude. this too much. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Um, I know. Sometimes you just kind of recycle. If you've got the same people, if you're the only one doing the cooking up at the cabin, last week, Elizabeth and I talked about cooking at cabins with, you know, families and yeah. stuff, and about, like making the duties spread around you don't this get to is do next that year. next year oh really year, next year yeah if you're coming to my cabin plan on
0: me assigning you a meal okay
1: um there it is that's how we know it's blanche janine holy just told you it's blanche okay she just texted i love janine thank you janine i can't wait to <laughs> eat your food at the state fair <laughs> all right everybody have a great weekend a great Go and enjoy it ciao ciao